0: Dear white people, this week is not a week about you or for you. This is a week for people that are often overlooked in the metal music industry, people that don't really get their fair light of day, and this grab bag for all is meant to bring those to light and let lesser known, lesser regions of metal be heard and worshipped here at the Church of Heavy Metal. And with me as always are three other white people besides just me. Uh, Mr. Ben Lindsay, Mr. Gabriel Cooper, and Mr. David Pizzo. How y'all doing tonight, gentlemen?
1: Um, well, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so I'm exceptionally white tonight.
0: I was real close to like going that college humor NRA video with the Black Panther. I don't know if you've seen it. If you have, I'll show it to you guys after the record tonight, uh, but it's
2: it. hilarious. It's, it is
1: pretty hilarious. Well, I am glad we are not reviewing four albums from Sweden, which is the thing we do here, or, you know, Detroit.
2: So we're going other places. I'm not about that white thing, though, Tracy. That's complicated.
1: Tunisian man moves here in 1991. White.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to get out of the house for once. <laughs> the aka, A- A- <laughs> A- 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 to Africa. Yeah, to <laughs> Africa.
2: So, Tracy, uh, what was your what what inspired you to take us on this global journey? Yes, Other than your hatred of white people, which is well 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 recorded and noted. Yes, that's um, in my. Your
0: decisions to do this one second
1: sorry is this a mad lib the white oh, people no. that got him
0: no, white, white people
2: white. got Tracy that's well, just I'll a see. loop of his image again <laughs> and again
0: <laughs> no I'm a well, Haley's out of town for this week and some day like from last yesterday until next Wednesday and she just texts me and like, kinda it's like kind of long That's kind of wordy I just wanted to make sure was it wasn't something important. Um, you're allowed like, to be married. Like, don't be talking
4: me. no shit
3: about Evanescence. <laughs> That's Maybe. what she's texting you. Like, I know what time it is. I know you're on Maybe. your podcast talking shit about Evanescence. Because I'm not in the house. Yeah, just
4: stop it. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> don't be making any weird noises.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. Maybe.
1: Wow.
0: But my decision to go this route that I did in terms for bag is – I just kind of did it world music because I wanted something that was non-English, non-anglican or non-anglo, non-non-anglican. I I, I like non- prefer
3: the Catholic Church. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> we're returning no, to true faith.
0: No, and non-anglo. Like I was wanting not your typical Western European, United States, Canadian like metal scene. I wanted something that you kind of had to, that came from different roots that arrived to this to the metal and like what they brought to the table. And so that's where I was wanting to go with. And I will say I think all of us achieved the homework. But I think we all did that.
1: Yes. In your case, in a very interesting way, we can talk
2: about when we discuss uh all the ways to settle colonialism Some Tracy Tracy broke the rubric. A Legion was the one Tracy picked. She's like, this is Jack Death, <laughs> which is yeah. another country. Exactly, but he makes me pick it. Anyway, the point is, well done, Tracy. We all we all pick things.
0: I haven't Uh, leaned on you, Ianie, since that one grab bag
3: (laughs) when I broke two of your fingers. You'll never hear the end of it. How (laughs) long? I'm just saying,
2: Tracy bullied me and pressured me to pick a band and where was the un?
3: Not here. There was no UN. There was readers.
2: no UN. Readers. UN involved is what they were. UN adjacent. Mm-hmm. So, should we uh, just, I guess, maybe tell? Should we talk about the four
0: things we picked? Right, then, do we want
4: to talk about them at the beginning or just kind of talk about them
1: as uh, we go. Let's,
0: let's talk about them as we go, and we can kind of talk about it broader at the end of it. If there's more we want to discuss about it.
2: Sure, I guess. Okay, doesn't matter. It's all just talking to me. It's all just talking to it's me. All just which we have
0: proved we're aptly good at just talking.
2: Can do. Can succeed. At. Sometimes, sometimes we can talk. Like when there we're talking. Sometimes we couldn't. I mean, Saint Anger. That was. <laughs> that's, we had we had a lot of a lot of feels.
4: There, kind there of, were a lot of feels. So I guess my pick will come first, as is tradition. um, I chose Confess, which is a band originally from Tehran, Iran. Uh, Their debut album, Beginning of Dominion, released on January 1st of 2012. Now this band famously, or perhaps infamously, was arrested by the regime in Iran and jailed in 2015. So that was a very scary thing, I'm sure. Um, and it's not surprising if you listen to this because this is uh stylistically a straight up thrash, but man, it is um pretty anti religious and you know can be we disciples on history. here, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and, and very much anti regime. So I I applaud the the um bravery of these guys to have released this album and, and the subsequent one while they were still living in Iran um the band primarily then was Nikon Kosarabi and Arash Elkani um they have since since they were released from prison and managed to get out of the country had moved to Finland and
1: then Norway and added two mm-hmm. additional members but they are not on this album The, um, what else do I need to tell you about this? It was independent, had a runtime of 39
4: minutes and 20 seconds. I don't know who produced it or anything
1: like that. Um, I'm guessing that it was self produced. Better than any album I ever produced.
0: Yeah. And I could definitely see it most likely being self produced as well, just from location and everything involved with it.
4: Yeah, Arash is listed as being like the guy who does the samples for the the band, um, especially at this time. So I'm I'm betting he did a lot of the like I said the mixing and engineering. And then uh, of course I could be wrong on that. But then Nikon is the vocalist and guitarist,
1: and also did like the bass and I'm not sure who did the drums, but they could have very well been programmed. Yeah. So I had heard of this um, because of the fact that they had been
4: arrested. I think I saw them on, I don't remember, maybe it was Spice, but anyway, some online thing did a um, special about heavy metal in the Middle East. And this was one of the, I believe this was one of the bands they talked about, at least that's how I believe I heard of it. And so when Tracy did this, I was like, "Hell yeah, we gotta get these guys on.
0: Yeah, I think I vaguely remember, I don't, I think like they did a series over something like that because I do remember seeing like an article on Vice over like primarily bands in Iran and like the hidden like metal clubs they had within the country that they kind of like didn't like were able to hide away and perform at while not openly getting like, <laughs> you know, thrown in the prison system at best. And so There's a
1: documentary about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean
1: in spite of it all that is has triumphed or at least exists it is it is triumphed by existence.
4: yeah yeah as and i mean and you know at a time when there are ongoing protests currently um in the country and everything i thought this was not that we necessarily need to get too deep into any of that but. Again, I thought this was for something. People doing metal in places where doing metal has,
2: like, legit consequences. Indeed. So No, it's certainly a lot higher. Yeah. I think this band clearly likes Slayer. <laughs> I feel very comfortable saying that. They, 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 yes. And Lamb of God, yes. And Lamb of God, they've proven that not every band, well, not every band is Slayer. Maybe they could be. <laughs>
4: If, yeah, if, not with if that David, attitude. Right. If David and I were from Iran and wanted to, to make an <laughs> album after listening to Diabolus and Musica, you know, yeah. this is, this might have been what it sounded like.
3: That's basically what I thought oh. when I listened to it the first time. I was like, okay, this is Slayer, but for my Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> they 100% were their influences on their proverbial Slayer yeah. pop It's right. <laughs> it just. Yeah. He's just like you could tell who they liked growing up and you can establish the if they wanted to go with and achieve. And I'd say they do a, a damn good job at doing it. You I might as well go this, to the maestro. I mean.
4: Yeah, a hundred percent. I will say this, a little groovier than most slayer. Mm-hmm. But that's the
0: yeah,
1: Lamb
4: of God talking. It is the Lamb of God talking. But a, as people know, um, I am a mark for Slayer. Um and I like this old school thrashy, groovy sound as can be seen by how much I raved about the Troops of Doom. So this is a debut album. There are some issues with it. Um, But I got to say,
1: I thought it rocked pretty well the entire way through. I was still pumped when Ruin came on. I'm like, this sounds so much like a Blame of
2: God song. And then the lyrics kick in. I'm like, okay. I see see what's happening here now. Um, And I was here for it. Yeah, this shouldn't exist. Uh we shouldn't have it. Um, but we do. And um,
1: you know, some people like Slayer. That's that's what I learned tonight.
0: Like you're you're just not running it tonight, are you? Like peaceful people like Slayer?
2: You're lucky I didn't accidentally listen to Slayer instead of this, try to say. Who's so to say that you didn't? Yeah, who's to say that I didn't? <laughs> that's incredible. Away take the label. Yeah,
1: it's. <laughs> we'll get through them all eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a cool pick. I thought it was interesting. And in the same way, I love global hip hop.
2: Like, Global thrash. Yeah, sure. Do it. Bam. Poof. Mm-hmm. It sounds like mm-hmm. this.
0: Yeah, and we we sprinkled in some other global acts, like thrash acts. What was that? Uh...
2: They're mostly German. <laughs> and yeah, it's mostly, mostly Gabe's fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had that.
0: This was back, God, a couple years ago, the band out of Mexico. Oh, semi-con, two... semicon? Yeah. So We had, another had a
2: sprinkling. Yeah, but, they weren't but, really thrash, but yeah. But really, it's like Britain and Germany just are like the yeah. wingmen to the United States on the thrash. Yeah, I mean, most of our
4: thrash has been America, Brazil, or yeah, sure, Germany, Germany. Britain, uh, a couple of Canadian bands, I think here or there. But.
3: Bow down to the clouds. Well, I don't know if I will ever say this again, but I think I wish this <laughs> ever. should be. Fa- I think that I think I wish this were faster. Um, it is thrashy. Um, <laughs> they, they're miserable. playing the. They're Nathan. They're playing in the thrashy pocket. Um, it's advertised as hardcore on the bandcamp page and they also call it groove metal. I actually find it too slow and not groovy enough to be to be groovy. <laughs> they they like they like pump they pump the brakes quite a bit, um, for my taste anyway, as a thrash band. Um so while they do uh remind me quite a lot of Slayer, I think they're maybe doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um when they when they get close to like they sort of get close to doom. I mean, it's not um it's not entirely too far off.
4: Especially with the instrumentals. I thought those were very dooming.
3: For real. Yeah. I was also really surprised that, you know, even though this is a cover out al- uh cover, even though though this is a debut album, that there's was well, two covers on it uh right on top of each other. Um I like them, but I wanted to hear more of the band. I think I would have liked to hear more of them. I think that they, and I don't know this because
4: I didn't research it, but so consider this uneducated conjecture, which I'm very good at, um, is that, that they had kind of gotten a little notoriety for posting videos of the covers online. So that's why they put them on the first album. But I don't know that for sure. But it also i mean this is that having a lot of covers especially on your debut album it's like a throwback to the late 70s early 80s oh yeah but i was i like you though was surprised that their debut that they released had two covers on it at the very end that weren't bonus tracks that were just straight up on the album
2: i mean i just picture them Having seen some of the documentary about Iranian shit recording on a fourth floor of a warehouse with like a car battery for electricity, like some of the shit they probably had to do to bring this into being is very different than the cushy nonsense of Aussie. But just think about the scale of resources.
4: Well, dude, think about like Iron Maiden. We're going to record some of this in the fucking Bahamas. The fucking
2: Bahamas (laughs) for weeks? Yeah. This, This was not that. Not at all. And i'm a production whore but i mean i ultimately this they did the thing so i see the doom elements i see i see what he's talking about it isn't literally slayer but you can live slayer in different ways and cover slayer
4: yeah it's definitely very slayer influence i would say also you know i i do think even though and i get it again it's who their audience is going for. This is directed towards a Western audience with it being recorded in English and everything. And uh, I totally understand that. Um, I would imagine considering some of the syntax and stuff that it was not written in English when they originally wrote it, but I could be wrong there too.
1: Yeah, so now they may have other work in Percy.
2: Yeah.
3: I would love to hear that if they did. Me too. What I what I think um, is unfortunate, though, about the covers is that um, the song structure of the Lamb of God song and the song structure of the Slayer song are much more complex than what precedes them on the album. So while it is a tribute to their influences, you don't see that complexity, really, in their songwriting at this point. And... I don't know if it actually does them too many favors because it's just like, okay, look at these people who we, we can play the music, but the music is actually on a different level. You know what I mean? It's recognizable and it might attract people to the album who might not otherwise be attracted to it. But again, if this is what, if this is what they were able to produce with the resources they have, that's fantastic. And I'm glad that they did it. Um, were they to do it again, I would say, you know, put more of your stuff on this.
4: Yeah, that's kind of why I'd like to circle back around to the album they released last year when they have a full band lineup to see if that dynamic has changed and it's gotten more complex. Because this essentially was a one or two man project at this point. And, you know, Um so I do think that you're right about the, the complexity. But, you know, we just recently listened to like some of the early Slayer stuff and that wasn't overly complex too. So I think that also has to, to do with the fact that it's a debut. That episode.
3: also sounds like, Garbage (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) On it on top of it. And they, you know, maybe they didn't have the the resources that they wanted, but also like it just kind of sounded weird. Are you talking about revenge at all costs? Yes. Shit, that album cover. (laughs) I have not seen it.
4: I just know that they released so I'm
2: looking at the wall of fire. Sorry, I being me, I cheated and started looking at what you were talking about. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway. Yes, I'm very curious where it went from here. Now it's being recorded in Norway. Um, I'm glad it exists at all and that they're not in prison. Yes, I'm um, Tracy, can you get
4: any thoughts? You've been kind of quiet.
0: Oh, well, I was just kind of agree with you guys that you know, I mean <laughs> you're recording, I mean does the production suck? Yes, it comes across in the album, it does, but just the simple fact that they were able to record what they did with car batteries, duct tape, and some string making it work, I mean, it's kudos to them for doing it. And it is their first album, so I don't want to go hard on too bad about, you know, like I've said, the song complexity compared to the two covers. Well, yes, but I mean, also, I mean, it's it is just the two albums, and this almost feels more like a demo than it does like a full, realized album in a sense, like, because they didn't really have time, and it's because of a bad situation, I think, to where they could fully sit down, demo songs, and go, alright, how can we improve this, and kind of get to where they want it to be, as opposed to guerrilla style in a warehouse recording it on the go. You know, like, this feels much more like a demo tape than it would, like a full-on release that would have came out in the West or it would have been done in the West, I think, is a better way to say it.
3: I, I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like this, but I think it's it's really only fair to um, talk about um, stuff that I think uh, you know, merits improvement, like in the next round. I mean, I think that for someone like me, the production matters a lot less than for someone like David, you know, I will um, and uh, I like I said I enjoyed the covers. I just don't know what I don't know if they are the right thing for a debut album. Um and in in our times, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. Um so I did enjoy quite a bit of this. I do think that they will do better with more members to be able to produce those, you know, uh songs that are uh hookier and more engaging.
0: Yeah, and it, it would be interesting to hear their latest album just to see how, like, agree with them and how much they've improved and where they've gone now that they have a full realized band and they're actually in the West so they're able to put, work on their craft instead of run for their life. I'm gonna say.
1: Most definitely. Alright, so shall we talk about some traps? Let's do it. I mean, I thought the covers were decent
4: uh, just to get that out of the way. I mean, they did a really good job of them. Um, but of their original stuff, I do have to I like Flying Without Wings, the uh,
1: opening instrumental. Um, you will pay back, domination, infinite pain. Honestly, this is so short, you might as well take the ride, but I thought those tracks stood up. i like that same run that sort of two to two to five those are good
2: songs and i really like the covers a lot because i'm a stupid asshole and thought they were both cool and i was like yeah live god and slayer good taste guys anyway um scratch is useless
1: it happens again it's a lot better than the outro on my album Yeah,
0: I'm I'm right there with you. I think that first half of the album before from Five Without Wings, Can You See? is pretty damn good. Quit the Addicts, okay, but I think Why and Scratch are at best. And uh, Decideful, I think, is a solid cover. Ruin, I think, is a nice try, but I wasn't the biggest fan of Ruin.
2: Well, how many covers of Lemon God have you done, Tracy?
0: Not
1: enough. <laughs>
3: About thirty-five Clearly. in his car. This is really interesting. I had a totally different take on this record than than you all did. I think that the best run on this is five to nine, so basically from Can You See On, and you might hear this uh, terminology for me later on tonight. But I feel like some of these opening tracks are warm-ups. Um, they don't quite get the album going. Um, they're they're just fine, but they're a bit slow. Um, so I want to point out in, uh, particularly, so can you see Quit the Attic, why, um, and here, uh, this is where Rammstein got the riff for Deutschland, do you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. In which song? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with the open string, anyway. <laughs> um, and the covers. The instrumentals are useless.
1: Right on. So now let's grade this thing. No, uh, we don't grade it yet. Huh? We don't grade it yet.
4: Oh, did you not give yours?
1: We're doing a grab bag. Oh, that's
3: right. My bad. I forgot. That, just, that is going to come out later, though. Yeah, I was, I was really yeah he, was it he pulls it out and
2: just quietly puts it back away. It's like, <laughs> oh, never mind. Right. I was super not about to shoot you. <laughs> the
1: Psych! Yeah, totally. Just right, right in the gut under the table. <laughs> my first time doing this, guys. Some
0: Understandable
4: uh so this brings us to david's pick
2: right. a... I, I picked them oh, should i off
1: anyway i picked
2: Midoff off uh because it's a thing i'd heard of i think tracy's the one who is like this is a band you should listen to because uh, you'll like it, and it will annoy Ben, I think, were your exact words. And... <laughs>
0: probably so. <laughs> probably
2: so. Um, and so I just thought Tunisia, great, they're the first Tunisian band in any genre signed to a major label. That's a thing. They managed to sort of, again, break out into the Western market. And it's interesting that it's English and not French. That's a thing we can talk about. But
4: I, they, I thought that too, yeah.
2: Right? Like, that's an unconventional choice, because if anything, there's, there's a lot of French in Tunisia. Um well, and and that, big tail- Oh, sorry, go ahead.
4: Well, that's what I was going to say. Because the one we're doing is their third album, and that kind of made me wonder, maybe on some of their earlier ones, they had done more French, but I, yeah. I have not listened to those, so I didn't know.
2: I listened to a little bit of, uh, I thought the first three, or I guess maybe two, three, and four, to decide what to to assign you. Uh, mm-hmm. I picked this one because it seemed to be the one that people really liked, and I do believe in Tracy's third album principle. The often that's when they've hit their stride and sophomore slump, stereotype, cliche, 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 cliche. But so that's why I picked this. And it is a little bit of a hodgepodge of uh, funky Tunisian beats and instrumentation and new metal and some power metal, right? It's yeah,
1: definitely
2: it's a melange funny. of things, sometimes in the same it's, song.
0: Hearing these guys when I first heard them, and it was their. Uh,
2: 2019 album, Shahili? I just like, it's, it's a
0: 2018, try In 2019, <laughs> Shahili is the one I'd heard by these guys previously. And it was very interesting coming into it when I heard it, because it, 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 it was like a Tunisian twist on that typical power prog metal, like genre of fits I sit on that I really enjoy, like we saw with um, Pagan's Mind. And Dream Theater hits that mark a lot of times too. And like a lot of these... Fans that I enjoy a lot of kind of sit there right there in that power product spot. And these guys hit it real well, but it just has this twist that you don't hear anywhere else. I don't think anywhere really, unless you really go looking for it.
1: Now,
4: before we go any further, let me give some details on this. As um, I just said, it's a third full length released on September 26, 2011. Tales of the Sands, that's the title, on 13 Beast Records. Well, now the runtime on this is 45 minutes and 9 seconds. The band itself: this it's Dsrey on drums, Anis Jouini on bass, Malek Ben Arabia on guitars, Els And i mispronounced that terribly—but on keyboards and backing vocals, Zahir Zorgati on vocals. They did bring in some three guest musicians to do some orchestration and play violin. Amen and then Gudri, Yasmin bin Maloud, Noir, Malin, and then Clementine Delaney add some vocals to the first track, and Kevin
1: Kodfert who was the producer. That means Clementine of Delaney, <laughs> exactly.
4: But no, I, from the very opening of this, and you can t- this is the difference. Whether it's the third album principle or what, Um, but this you can tell the difference in production from the very first notes of this compared to Confess. And also, you know, they opened this using um, regional instrumentation in a way that Confess, again, didn't do, which added um, something extra to the music that I quite enjoyed. It's very evocative.
2: Yeah, I thought that layering worked, and sometimes things like that do, sometimes they don't, but the you know, Arabic violin and the drums and stuff happening over metal. I'm like, okay, because occasionally I don't know. I mean, essentially it's folk metal, just yeah, from a, a different context. And um, sometimes it doesn't land with me. I don't know. Maybe it just always with the goddamn pamphlets. I don't know. Well, sometimes you know, I, I think we have a
4: soft spot when it's somebody whose culture is being represented when they're the ones doing it. Because like we liked Bollywood when they did that. We liked. Uh... Simicon when they did something similar. Um, so it's not just some asshole in Pennsylvania who figured out how to to play an Arabic scale on his violin layering it in.
0: Yeah. And it adds such a level of authenticity to, I think, maybe I don't know if that's the right word for what I'm looking for actually, but like when we hear folk metal coming from Western Europe, it's kind of Cheesy as hell when they do it too, often, and this or Nazi does, yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> or Nazi and, and this is neither of those. like yeah, this percent. is yeah, this is almost closer to symphonic, like nightwish. Yeah Night totally. Was,
4: I got the Nightwish vibes heavily. With
0: and and I like
2: symphonic shit I think more than Bad. That's one place we part company, but but did you like Nightwish? I don't think I didn't review that with you all, but I We didn't do Nightwish. Uh,
0: well,
4: yeah, we haven't done Nightwish yet. I like some of the earlier Nightwish stuff. I don't know what I think about their current stuff because they've had like two or three different vocalists and there was one vocalist I really liked. Um but, I think authenticity is the word that you're looking for. I just didn't want to use it here because but I know because authenticity is a, is a weird thing to to get into because
0: yeah.
4: you know for reasons.
0: Is, who am I to judge if this is authentic or not when I have no you know ex- yeah. like it's not my word I don't feel like I can use that word to say this about', them, but i can say that it it just comes across and uh bloody wood was the same way it just so us cheesy well, and they're not just doing it as a gimmick
4: yeah but they are i mean and this is not a criticism but this is one of the reasons why i didn't want to use the word but it plays into the tropes of what we as westerners expect to hear when we hear the name yeah 100%. Is, that's
3: the exactly. stuff that was going through my head when i was listening to this because you know it took me in my like associations to like all the like arab places i ate in berlin like just yeah for sure you know, and like the music that was playing there was always full of these strings and i loved it i absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it and i was really um i was really surprised how taken i was with like this record but i think not it's not just a matter of like exoticism and like playing into maybe my expectations as a westerner of this music but also just like the real focus on melody Mm -hmm. that they that they get and it's um it's the different instrumentation that they're using, You maybe you want to call it like the folk instrumentation. There's harp on this, there's like violin, there's um, all kinds of stuff. But there's also heaviness and, and some riffage in it. So I think that um, while it is a little bit all over the place, I think some of that does work. Um, and I think it really just shines on the basis of that melody focus. Um, I'm not so into power metal as some other people are, and I'm also not really into the new metal stuff, especially the production that they kind of stick in here. That you know, it just it it tunes your ear to like the sound of new metal coming from the west, which I think is kind of jarring and really not necessary because they have chops and they can write a song, um, but it's like the drums come in they're like and it's like why you know like what is the static x you know what i mean it's just like ross robinson is standing on your torso yelling at you he's chained you to a radiator he's chained you to a radiator (laughs) that's a camel (laughs) and the vocalist my god um the guy sounds like chris cornell you know he sounds like he's got serious chops you, yes. you are right to point out the
4: melodies on this. The melodies on this are beautiful. Um, and, and, and to me, that made the production sound even better. I mean, yeah, there are some new metal production stuff in here, but I, uh, spoiler alert, of like the four that we did, the, the production on this was the best, which is neither here nor there, really, but man,
1: this is this is just a um, a gorgeous album. What did you think of that album you listened to from 2019, Tracy?
0: I really enjoyed it. In fact, give me a second. I'm going to play ranked it for it. you right now. Ranked I it. Ranked it, it. Was ranked I did number, rank it.
4: It was ranked number 123 of 522 so,
0: albums. 36. Out of 92 albums of the, I ranked that year, it was 75th. Well, and that I, is something. And I, that... I listened to probably triple the number of new albums that year than I do now currently. So it's I've, I was so in terms of new albums, it's probably like seventy-five out of five hundred.
1: Saw so, albums, Machine that year.
2: Huh?
4: Said you were a Machine that year.
2: Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Anytime it's like think I reviewed a wax cylinder recording of that from twenty eighteen.
4: For those of you who don't know, and we have enough new listenership now, to, which is, is worth bringing up, um, the reason that this exists is because Tracy had decided that he was going to listen to every new metal album that came out because he didn't want because <laughs> he had FOMO about missing out on a metal album. Uh, yep. And then, and like, well, we should do a podcast about it, and here we are, four years later.
2: Here we are.
0: <laughs> here we are, indeed. Going over a trail of corpses. And, and the original idea of me doing, of doing that also is we were on our way back from that Sawyer concert. Man, and David's like, "You should just do a review thing." I'm like, "But I don't want to write." He's like, "Just do Twitter, thumbs up, thumbs down." Okay, let's do it. And boom, Klayco Metal still exists in everybody's hearts.
1: <laughs> but yeah, subcortical area, yeah.
3: Uh, so is this there? about the same, Tracy, then, as the...
0: A little bit. That one, uh, so I, I don't know a way to describe that one other than it... I actually think that one's got better production values on it, too. It sounds a little bit... And it's been about a year since I've heard it. Uh, the best one to describe it is kind of like Bollywood dance. I don't know what... it Equal would come to it like in mind, but there's feels like there's a much more like dance component to it. Like I can feel it's a lot easier to dance to if you're listening to it. And in terms of like a artistic dance, not so much just like, hey, get on the floor with your girlfriend and see what happens. but more of a staged dance, your stage
2: dance,. You're a stage
0: dance so so whatever is the equivalent of a line dance.
1: <laughs> In <it on.
2: laughs>
1: uh, t- <laughs> t- t- Iran, line dancing. In Tunisia, yeah. Well, I thought this album was fun to listen to.
2: Though my kid was like, "Why do you keep listening to this album?" I'm like, "We're podcasting early. Like, quit riding me, man.
0: <laughs> you should like <officially> shut up <laughs> and enjoy it and listen like everybody else. Just accept <laughs> it." <laughs> and she was having none of it.
1: You have strong opinions, man.
3: She likes one percent of bands. They're all slayer. <laughs> <Everyone>. <laughs> Ooh,
2: Nelly, should we talk about Lida about songs? We can. Do it. We can, possibly. Very possibly, maybe. I don't know. I mean my thing says it's fifty minutes, so I don't know if I have an extra track. But even still, I don't know, I just I think this album, it feels like it goes by pretty quick. And there's some, I mean, I think most of these songs are pretty good, but I really liked the title track is neat, Dawn Within. When they really do hit some of that riffage, there's just massive groove juice and it's well produced, which as Gabe points out, uh, it's just a thing I do like. I know I enjoyed this album a lot. And as I said, I thought the strings on top of the electric guitar actually worked quite well, but it doesn't always, but yeah, you should take this ride and stay on it. Or else. Oh my god, Live in Carthage. (laughs) This album cover, y'all. They have a live album. Just so so you know. Of course they do. That's amazing.
1: Live Uh, in Carthage.
4: So I like The Opener, Under Siege, and Braving the Seas. Uh, Basically, the opening of them to the title track, Tales of the Sands. Um, Dawn Within, Reckoning for a Goodbye. Those are the standouts for me. But I mean, they're all uh, a,
1: a level of quality that you can listen to them I didn't think there was anything
3: too offensive on him. Maybe I'm just more easily offended, but um, <laughs> um, I, I actually don't have too much to add to what you said that you liked. Um, I wanted to shout out Sai. And for me, like uh, around halfway through the record, It's more than halfway through. It's, like, basically at wide shut. Um, It starts to change from, like, that that really, like, just melodic focus to, like, you know, power power metal-y, new metal-y stuff. So that's not my favorite part of the record, especially the last two tracks, just too power metal-y. But I really dig, like, essentially the first half of the record.
1: So... So, I
0: enjoyed Brave of the Seas and uh, Tales of the Sands, but I think after Dawn Within, on this album is a fantastic fucking album. Like I like every track past that point. I like that and when power... the power pa- when <laughs> the... the power metal happened. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Amazing. Like I was like, oh, all right, this What Gabe said,
2: but the opposite.
0: <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm the inverse of <laughs> everybody here. <laughs> But yes.
1: Tracy the
3: contrarian. That was me on the last record. Fair enough.
0: And now everybody's about to be contrarian except for me. Well,
4: we we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. What did you pick, my man?
0: I picked because I am a putz and made this my number ten album from last year, and it was for twenty twenty two. And there was enough of a uh, that this would fit within the Rule set that I assigned, I picked Black Braid, Black Braid One.
1: Black Braid, Black Braid.
0: And it's a solo project courtesy of Saga Soa. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I cannot even fucking pronounce that.
2: But it's Skaga
4: Yeah. i the Saga Soa. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: Yep, it's a solo black metal album uh out of the Adirondack Mountains and New York. <laughs> Adirondacks.
2: That's all right. It's just more Appalachia. It's and it's just it more redneckery. Yeah. Adirondacks. It's um, a yeah. I feel like the Algonquins have come for Tracy. Mm-hmm. They will. Yeah. They will. <laughs> well, what so you had you had reviewed this? just in listening to your albums for 2022
0: yeah this was in my top yeah. 10 and i was like you know what because i changed it right before we recorded our top 10 albums and gabe had already listened to that on my had previously on there sorry about that gabe
1: oh i was no
4: interested to i was looking at a list and <laughs> i was like wow that, this is a weird pick from from gabe tracy's been talking about the seven for a long time and then i was like oh i'm looking at the wrong list damn it <laughs>
2: find thing in comparison to Wayfarer is sort of interesting, right? Because it's yeah. both with the frontier, but and both pretty grim, but but from very different perspectives. I mean, one thing that surprised me is how much of this is straight black metal, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A yeah. lot of it is just straight black metal, which is not usually my favorite genre. But I actually think the production on this was pretty good,
4: uh, considering it's a one one man show. I thought so as well. And uh as Tracy said, Blackbraid 1, released August twenty-sixth of twenty twenty
1: two independently. Um, yeah. runtime at thirty-six minutes and twenty-six seconds. John Krieger is
4: the guy's not I don't know if like that is his indigenous name or if this is a stage name
1: that he took for this or or what, but like, um he played everything and obviously was name. I don't always like bands like that because they're not bands. we yeah. about Neil
4: but, did lay some drums on this. I'm sorry, I didn't. I just wanted to give them some credit.
2: Um, yeah, this grew on me as I listened to it more. Um, occasionally, I wanted them to lean or him to lean a little bit more into. I don't know. Again, this that whole bullshit about what's what's authentic. You do whatever you want if you want to make this go nuts.
4: Well, and the thing to me, and I, you know, I am not the biggest fan of black metal me either, either, but I like the fact that it wasn't the stereotypical black metal subject matter.
2: Me too, and that he was probably not a Nazi. Again, that's another genre that half the time we're like, oh,
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> like you have Shannon. to do your due diligence. I felt like this one was safe. I um, to go um, on that aspect of. I didn't even think that was necessary, but also I think the one interesting aspect with this is you could hear the bass in it which you typically can't hear black metal
4: mm-hmm. and
0: his uh, vocals are very understandable compared to a Agreed. lot of the other genre
4: yeah i will give you that i, I they they still suffer a
1: little bit from black metal i'd that you can at least understand them yeah i mean i think that
3: with it the, with the, the exception of stuff that sounds like folk right on this it is pretty run-of-the-mill black metal and there are mostly black uh blast beats on this um but i think that <laughs> my my like sort of top complaint about this is just that um it seems to be just like a glorified ep like i think that Agreed. um it really needs more actual songs to be an lp um because the instrumentals are actually just intros to the longer songs that they uh, proceed, um, which is not—it's not bad in its own right, but it is just you know you kind of wish there was more meat on the bone, like. Um, and it also—it seems to me—is something that like happens a lot with black metal, where like the long songs are not necessarily like long because they're complex, but they're strung together. And then what's happened here is like part of the song—the intro—is just not included in the song. <laughs> So it's like, I enjoy the song titles, they're super long, Um, but Warm Wind Whispering Softly Through Hemlock at Dusk is actually just one part of one song. (laughs)
4: Uh, Yeah, the one thing I will say about that, uh, not necessarily the, the song titles, but the instrumentals on here and being introductions, I think that they perform something that they're supposed to do on a lot of black metal albums, and that is help set the atmosphere. And I thought they worked better here in this context than they often do in a lot of other black albums.
3: Yeah, I think I think that's true. And I think that the only reason that you can tell that they're meant to be intros is because they share melody lines. Indeed. Um, and you don't have to do that, but it's- uh, You don't, <laughs> but they did. He yeah. did. It did.
2: Yeah, I wish they were a little longer, but you know. Did you watch the videos? <laughs> they're in, they're intense. I saw uh, I watched a couple I of them, them. yeah. So. really
0: I, I saw one of the lyric videos, but I didn't see anything else. And that was prior to this dropping. Like, this is one of those like I saw the video and didn't know what was coming out, and then I saw it release and I was like, okay. All right, I'm definitely gonna hear that. But yeah. Um,
1: so why was this your number 10?
0: I really enjoy the atmospherics that this album produces and comes off with. I think the... I think it does Black Metal really well, at least from where I'm at, because it, it sits right there at that atmosphere, but it's not... I don't think this album's repetitive either, which you, when we talked about Venom and Sour, Saur, um, however that was pronounced, the solo guy from Scotland, Scotland, uh, they could kind of get repetitive in the sense, even though if I did enjoy them, but, but you guys said, one of the main complaints was, is that it did seem to kind of, like, meander, and I I think there's enough change-ups in these albums, and these songs, as it goes along, and even though there is one it's ten minutes, like, this album moves fairly fucking quick, and it provides such a great atmosphere to it, as well, and it's just something really, I feel like, sat down and to it, was like, damn, I'm really enjoying this, and then So, yeah,
3: if we're going to, if we're going to compare black metal albums (laughs) and, uh, we're working with like the vocabulary that we have, like, I actually thought Venom was pretty impressive and, you know, despite, or maybe because of the repetitiveness. And I think that it also has, it had that record had significantly more drama too. Like, um, it, it actually really tries to hit you in the feels um and there's a lot more going on melodically too um but that said uh you, there is something that you can you can say like this does get to the point rather quickly by comparison you know you don't have like all eight minute songs or something like that
0: yeah i think vano's run time is like an hour and five minutes or somewhere around there like i think it cross the hour point i am fairly certain and this one comes in at a short 36 minutes Uh, Then it was 46 minutes. So, I mean, that one was ranked so high for me this year as well. I mean, I enjoyed both of them quite a bit. But I I think part of it is the introductory songs, as Gabe pointed out. I think those really do such a great job in setting aspirants that I think that did, for me, also bump it up.
4: Well, it freshened up the black metal thing quite a bit. And like I said, I did like that, the, the fresh tape. It's still recognized to be black metal. It is still pretty much just trad black metal, including like some, you know, drumming that could fit on any black metal album. But in, in a lot of ways, because of the, the difference in the lyrics and the atmosphere set by the instrumentals, I did
1: enjoy it a lot more than I do some other black metal.
3: One thing that I, you know, what is thinking about and, you know, I don't know if it's worth talking about, but like when I was going through these, like I didn't do any extra research on the bands. And um, I went into, for example, the Confess record without knowing that those were the guys who were, you know, had been arrested, you know what I mean? And like, to what extent can you really understand these albums without that sort of context? And like, should we take into account that this black metal record is really trying to in some way um represent or you know, pay homage to like, you know, indigenous people in America? Like, is it is that really important to understand this record? Like, if you don't know that coming in, like does it make a difference? For me, like that knowledge does not make a difference for this record. Like, because maybe I didn't listen to the lyrics hard enough, I like kind of looked at what looked up what they were. And I was like, oh, okay, like they do tie it in there. But the thing about black metal is you're really not hearing that stuff for the most part. Like you're really hearing, you know, the guitar lines, the blast beats stuff, um, in other, you know, for other records from other places in the world, maybe it is really necessary to kind of like know what they're speaking to or to know like what conditions, you know, they were producing the album. in.
2: I when I hear
3: Black Metal need to
2: know that they burned churches down and wore each other's bones on stage. I feel that context counts for them, too. It's just differently insane. But I'm also the context guy, so I feel I even do that when a band is from, like, fucking Reading, Pennsylvania. I'm like, that makes sense. But my wife makes fun of me for it, so the fuck knows. It's a little bit like the Can This Stand on Its Own without the DVD puppet show i don't
4: know um, you know to to answer that i have to say that i can i could enjoy this album without knowing any of that that he's doing you know trying to tell a native story or anything like that So i don't think it's enjoyable enough on its own but i have found um especially well not just in metal but like in punk and country too that here in the last few years, when I was younger, I could just listen to it and didn't give two shits about what the artist thought of. But there has been such a proliferation of Nazi black metal and all these other things that I I have tried to pay more attention and make sure, man, I really liked that. Let me make sure that this is not some fucking, you know, genocidal asshole. Yeah. Um, so I, I, as, So especially in certain genres where that is more likely, I do try to pay more attention to that even if it doesn't necessarily change that uh, what uh, my initial thought of the music was knowing that context can then change whether
1: i actually like it or not ready for tracks sure all of them just take the ride it's 36 minutes I will second the the take the ride, but I think trying to open the jaws of eternity is the best track on the album. Yeah, I'm also team take the ride. I mean, like
2: suck the best. I don't know. It's it, it really it's not very long. It did feel a little
1: bit like an EP, but I liked it more as I listened to it more, and I don't like black metal that much, so that's something.
3: I think that the back half works better than the front half so barefoot ghost dance warm wind and prying open the jaws of eternity are the best
1: for me all right cave what did you bring to the party
3: so i had wanted to explore african metal and i read an article online about uh some other you know heavy metal bands from or extreme metal bands from africa and i kind of just took a dive um on spotify listening to a few bands records and i came upon these guys rust um and i listened to their album intellectual metamorphosis and i was really impressed with it and i wanted to see what you all thought of it
1: where um, it is their second full length. And they are from Botswana. For so those of you can track at
4: home, uh, it was released on April 27th, in 2013. Uh, again, an independent album, something that I think the majority of these have had in common. That's a runtime of 51 minutes and 59 seconds. The lineup is Ope Guy on bass, Stokes Damon on guitars and vocals, Dim Lord Master on drums, and then the Fox on rhythm guitar. And that is, I do not know who produced it, but I thought the production on it was pretty damn good.
0: This compared to what I was kind of expecting, because I, you know, you see where they're from. It's like Botswana, and I was kind of expecting, you know, this reminds me a lot of that. Um, damn it, what is it? I'm drawing a blank on that death and roll that you and david that I'll shit rocks yeah i appreciate a lot i'm gonna say appreciate a lot entombed i don't know yeah like this feels like like you say it sounds very much like a tomb down it's got that kind of like grittiness to it i think on top of the production values but yes this is a death and
1: row album from start to finish I mean, it's thrash and fire death. so I
4: think you, you can kind of gather what I'm gonna think about it from from that combination of genres.
3: It's interesting. I had trouble kind of figuring out where to where to um which pigeonhole to shove it in. <laughs> um, for me, it's it's rather like groovy and, and it has like this sure. death metal like strain to it, uh, but also, like kind of thrashy. I
1: it, I like. Go ahead, David. I was going to say, literally, you just
2: described
3: Sepultura, right? Like it's like a groovy. Yeah, the, the, but, but I mean started,
2: older Sepultura. I don't. Yeah, mean...
3: they started out. They started out like like uh, death thrash. Like yeah, totally. Um. But I love I love like the rawness of this. I love the. heaviness and also just the fact that the drums are so like up front it's just like a total assault on the senses It's, it's great um what is really interesting about the record too is the drums are not really doing uh they don't spend like the entire time in patterns that modern metal drumming really goes in like there's no blast beats all the way through. There's no D beat all the way through. It's just really interesting. I think uh it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time, but a lot of times it creates a really interesting interplay between whatever the guitar is doing and the drums. Um, did anybody else catch that? Yes. I mean.
2: Uh, th- you usually i'm coming at this from hip-hop just in terms of the sheer amount of particularly south african music i've listened to and tanzanian music but this uh yeah i picked this apart this was my favorite thing that we listened to this week and it reminded me a lot of old entombed or old um sepultura precisely because it had that sort of intersection of a bit of groove a bunch of thrash some death is happening uh and um Um, yeah i thought the sort of pun intended the like rusty patina the sort of grittiness over the top of this i thought in this case worked quite well sometimes it doesn't
4: it's partially the association to the stuff that you know the sepulturas or the entombed or whatever um but this was the most fun of the four And, you know, they're in a different spot in their careers than some of the other bands. I mean, we're we're kind of like all over the spectrum here of what album this is. It's just their second. But, man, this is just, you know, if you made a list for this genre of music, they would check off all the boxes. Uh, To your point about the drumming, that is slightly different. So, I mean, they, they, they are not just like um you know a mad lib for lack of a better term of this genre but they get all the influences
1: and they're adding something else to it which is really all you can hope for when you're listening to something new
0: yeah and i will say of the death and roll adjacent stuff we've heard this might be the one i like the most so far because i feel like it, it there's something about this that I think I do enough different stuff in it as well, that it's not like the, the entombed to ride shoot straight and tell the truth that I get that full title, right? Um, Like that one kind of felt much more like a very linear in the way it was played and kind of, there wasn't much deviation. While this one, I felt there's a a lot of deviation throughout the entire album. Nope. Yeah, this sounds pretty bangerful. The vocals could have been a little bit better. That was that there's one down thing. I was,
3: like, I was waiting for someone to complain about that.
0: Yeah. The vocals could have been or a little more deviation in them.
3: Yeah, they because, don't change. No. But at least you can understand some of what he's saying about. That's that's a plus. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really i
4: see. my favorite vocalist, no, but I didn't, I, you know. I, this is the best vocalist of all
3: time. Yeah.
4: 2013, of
3: 2013. Of, 20, of, of April 27th, 2013.
2: It's <laughs> a very specific Hall of Fame.
3: It was, it was the best vocalist that day. That day, this that guy. Studio,
2: yeah, on this album.
1: No, but this was fun. I'm glad you found this. Me too. Sweet.
0: Yeah, you, you managed to find a death row. I wasn't entirely like, man, I don't know. <laughs>
4: well, and the lyrics, the
1: lyrics are cool as hell too, in a lot of places, which always adds to it. Which this is one of those things where
4: like, you know, I was wondering if the, this was going to be super political. um. And if it's so, it's very um, varied because the the lyrics just seem like typical lyrics for the thing. And I'm sure they are reflective of the society to some extent, but it's not as obvious as some other
1: bands playing in this field, at least to me as an outsider. Well, shall we talk about tracks? I was just looking at the track titles. Fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> it just it does remind me of
2: a a death and roll album from nineteen ninety one. Totally. Gra- Grave digger, ride the blade. Spiral of torture. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Hate them all. Yep. The
4: day
1: of the sacrifice. Yeah, like that's it. That's the stuff. Poison, poison. I I mean I'm gonna say pretty much all of them. I got this album very long, Just ride it. This is cool. Cool. Yeah. Agreed, my friend.
3: So I think this album is sort of like a Cadbury cream egg. The middle, the middle, is really the the sweet spot. Um, I think that the best run is three to eleven. Uh, the first two and the last two are sort of like kind of rough and warm-up material a little bit. There's some weird stuff going on on Ride the Blade. There's like a lack of rhythm syncing happening, but I couldn't really <laughs> wrap my mind around it. But anyway, Destiny of Fate is really good. Spiral of Torture, Hate em All, Day of the Sacrifice, Kingdom of Death, and Grave Digger I like the most. Some groovy shit.
1: Um...
0: I agree with Gabe in some aspects that I don't think it opens or well or closes the world. I think it does. Strongest points are in the middle. But uh, Destiny of Fate, Hate them All, uh Poison, Kingdom of Death, and Gravedigger probably the ones if this wasn't on only on uh Bandcap I'd pull off and put on a playlist.
1: Alright, gentlemen. I think it's time we we grade these bitches sure. Confess, beginning of Dominion. It is very
4: Slayer influenced. I love Slayer. I like this. Um, and it's not without problems. But it's also a debut. I'm going to give it a B.
1: I,
2: to the surprise of not one person, am going to also give this a B for the exact same reasons
0: as Ben. It's
2: good shit. It's a little rough around the edges.
0: I'm gonna come in just slightly lower at a B minus. because
1: you're communist. Yep. I'm right there with uh, David and Ben. It's a B. I think this is an average of eighty-four. Would you buy this, gentlemen? I would. I think I would, too. I think, actually, I am going to buy a couple of these things, much as I left Bandcamp. I guess I would be buying it via Bandcamp. You're muted, Ben. He just hates us. He was telling us off. That's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> and what I was going to say doesn't actually need to be said, though I wasn't telling you off, but I'll, I will come back to it. Alrighty, I Conf- said uh, I confess already, Mirath, Tale of the Sands. Uh, I'm going to give this a B plus. I thought this was very enjoyable, it was very pretty, and I thought
3: the, the elements worked well together.
0: I'm right there with you with a B B+, on this as well.
3: Good lord, we're all giving the same grades tonight, I'm going to give this a B plus too. Same
0: bed's like half <laughs> No,
4: man, it's, a, a, it's a b plus i mean it's it's you know it it's not it's not something that I would want to listen to every day, but like for what it is it's
1: damn near perfect yeah all right
0: black parade it's black braid one i'm gonna give this an A. am gonna give it a low a at ninety four
1: I'm gonna come no. out a little bit lower at a B plus, which is high for a black metal album for me. B plus. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna give this a B minus. I think I, um, I would like to see a a, a full album of this kind of stuff before I. Make a make a judgment of anything higher than that. Um I think this is like this is a prelude to something that could be interesting. Um I'm not sure it's there yet. Um right
4: with Gabe. Um this uh it's still better than a lot of black metal, but the, the I it was left wanting more, which can be a good thing or a bad thing, and it's kind of left me unsatisfied, so minus. B-.
1: All right. That gives us a total of an average of 86.
0: Would you buy this, gentlemen?
1: You didn't
3: ask for the last album.
2: I was just thinking, I was going to say that. Too. I was like, "We, I was, you didn't ask about Mirath.
3: I would buy Mirath. Mirath. All right, here we go. Mirath
0: average Should, was yes. an 88.
3: Yeah, obviously. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: This is find out that Tracy still thinks B plus is 87 <laughs> I'm like damn it Tracy <laughs> It's uh, yeah, I would buy that I you know, I might buy this too. This is especially if a longer Version of this came into being a true LP if mm-hmm. you will
4: I would buy this anyway just Because um, I would like to see this dude create more music that so,
2: cover man
4: It's a good yeah. cover
2: do and like you
4: can not to get into the band campiness of this but like you can go and buy like an LP of this with a hoodie and the hoodie is badass so I'm considering doing that
2: <laughs> Amazing.
0: um rust intellectual metamorphosis
1: Morphosis, morphos, yeah um
3: I'm gonna give this a 90 i don't think it's uh perfect but i also don't um think it's very i don't think it's terrible
1: either it's great it's fun this hits me pretty much where my favorite um confluence of metal
4: subgenres is so i'm also going to give this uh, a 90 because it's just fine it's evocative of stuff that I already like, but different enough to to hook
2: me. I am my own person, so I have to give it a different grade than them. I'm going to give it a 91, because it checks a lot of boxes.
1: <laughs> so I, I, I'm a... So you, what do you think? What, 91. This is what going with the Price is right, right rules, I see.
2: Yeah. Price <laughs> is Right rules,
1: exactly. 90 and
0: 56 am I am... <laughs> I am <laughs> I am gonna be the breaker here. It's gonna be just a, a solid B for me. Eighty-five. Fair it enough. does. We'll take, we'll take it. Yeah, it, it's it does a genre that I am not a particularly big fan of really well. So Yeah.
1: I would buy this. I'm gonna buy this. This is cool. It's eight dollars. I did buy it. Done did it. Yeah,
4: for sure. For $7, $8, whatever it is. its is. I'm actually sad that there's not a way to buy a physical copy of it that I have to buy the digital. But I, I am too, good.
2: actually. I was like, well,
1: oh, it would be cool if I had a... Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll get it on tape. i got tape player. Botswana metal. This person spelled Botswana. Now nah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Batswana. Hello gentlemen, that brings us to a close on our world music grab bag. What What, did we, learn? what did we learn today Tracy?
0: Why do you go suck okay. and there's metal that exists outside of the
1: Western world
3: it was It was pretty easy to find. I mean, I think yes. that we are we're also you know privileged to be living in an age where it's easy to actually like hear these things uh we don't have to we don't have to mail order them on tape
1: yeah
4: yeah i mean you know and, and that is again that's what makes this podcast possible is the the easy access to all these albums because as little as 10 years ago 15 years ago i may have heard about these guys on a freaking Web scene or in a metal magazine somewhere, but there would have been literally no way to hear them. So
2: for sure, if it didn't show up at South Square Mall at the whatever the I'm trying to remember the name of some of the names of those record stores, Catalot.
1: That's Money one of
2: them. Yeah, you. totally. Not any of those things that were in malls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have it, I was not going to get my hands on it. By the time I got to grad school, there was an indie record store in Chapel Hill that I could do shit. But again, I had to like find out what it was and ask for it, and they would get it. But yeah, this, yeah, we've it said it many times, the golden age for a listener and Satan's asshole for people making yeah. music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For sure. Shit, dude. Well, I was pleased we brought, have the attention of these things brought to me in all four cases. Yep, same
0: here. Mm
2: -hmm. What are we doing next time, Tracy? Next! Hideous hideous horror.
0: We are returning to a a favorite of the previous scrap bag we did and we're doing all-female band, either fronted or an all-female band, depending on if you can find them there or not. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, as long as they're female fronted, you're okay. What about management, accounting, the lawyers? I need it to
3: be front of the
1: shop,
2: back <laughs> of the shop,
3: girl boss. Can there can there be female bodyguards? There needs to, it's mandatory. It's that's one mm-hmm. W's. Can I there be that. can there be female roadies?
0: Maybe.
3: A hundred percent, Tracy. Believe.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um. Anything else you'd back to add? No.
4: Nope. I think we might have to add this to our rotation. Uh, yeah. Grab bag topics. But um, guess there's plenty of other stuff out there. For us yes. To delve into.
0: No, oh, it's been fun. I'm glad we did it. I'm looking forward to whether things we'll be able to pull out. and Okay. Look at this one. Indeed. All
1: right. Well. Thanks for tuning in and tune in next time here on Thunderdome Metal Reviews.